Hello, friends, and welcome to the Wherever You Turn podcast. It's Friday, April 3rd, and I've decided I'm going to stop counting how many days um, we've been on COVID-19 self-isolation. It's a beautiful day here in Chicago, um, and a beautiful day means, you know, the first day that's above 60 degrees in Chicago with the sun out. It feels like short sleeve shirt and shorts time. Um, And so I'm actually doing this sitting on my back porch um, and smelling all the fresh air, hearing the birds chirp, which is something that the past couple of weeks has been almost impossible between the sub 40 degree weather and the rain that we've had here. Um, For today's Friday reflection, I wanted to do a part two um, from what I talked about last week. Last week, I talked about this notion of dislocation and this feeling that that we're all feeling about the world being upside down, uh, us all being in free fall. Um, And I talked about one aspect or one of the things that maybe has become clear or the veil has been lifted um, has to do with mortality and that we were all going through our daily routines. We had our short-term plans, our medium-term plans, our long-term plans, both for ourselves, our loved ones, those who are around us. And now all of that um, is just replaced with this notion or this threat, this unseen threat that's all around us. And so in many ways, the veneer or the delusion that we had of, of avoiding death is put straight and in front of our faces. Um, life really tinged with this shadow of death and that that dislocation or that um, is one of the aspects of this dislocation. Um, this week, um, I had uh, an opportunity to listen to a podcast, um, actually one of my favorite podcasts, which is the American Submitter podcast. Um, and the host, Emron Maddock, um, was talking with his guest. And in the course of that, he brought up um, a verse from the Quran, actually verse 142 from Surah Al-Baqarah. Um, سَيَقُولُ السُّفَهَاءُ مِنَ النَّاسِ مَا وَلَّاهُمْ عَنْ قِبْلَتِهِمْ الَّتِي كَانُوا عَلَيْهَا قُلْ لِلَّهِ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ The verse refers to an incident during the life of the Prophet um, in the early years of, um, of the prophetic message. Um, the early Muslims, when it came to their prayers, would face Jerusalem, um, Masjid al-Aqsa, um, was the direction. And um, it's been related um, that the Prophet was in prayer. Um, this was after uh, the migration to Medina. Um, they were in a mosque, not the Prophet's mosque, but a, a mosque on the outskirts of Medina. Um, and they were praying towards Masjid al-Aqsa, um, and then this verse was revealed to him, um, and um, it's reported that in mid-prayer, 
um, the Muslims switched the direction of their prayer. Now, this is really, you know, interesting, right? If you just look at the map um, and you look at Mecca and where it is in the, you know, modern-day Saudi Arabia and the Pers- in, in, in the Gulf, the Arabian Gulf, um, the uh, Medina is in the north, kind of in the northwest part of the uh, of modern day uh, Saudi Arabia, um, and so if you look at that vis-a-vis Jerusalem and Mecca, what you'll see is is that it's almost exactly a hundred and eighty degree turn that we're talking about. That they were facing, let's say, north, and now they were turning around and facing south. So that's a dislocation. Um, it made me think about this location um, when Emron mentioned that uh, verse. And, and, and the verse um, in translation, because there was a little bit of trepidation and there was clearly dialogue that was happening and folks that were a little troubled and were unsettled by the fact that this direction of prayer changed in this way. And so God addresses it addresses this in the verse and he says sayaqulu sufaha he says that there are f- foolish amongst you literally that's the word safi sufaha fools um, who ask the question about what is it that made the direction of the prayer change and then the answer comes swift from God he says say to God is the east and the west. So this dislocation happens mid-flight during a prayer. It's almost 180 degrees. And God wants to point out that looking at the superficial, or what makes these people foolish, is the fact that they are so focused on the superficial like for our prayers to be counted we were praying in a particular direction and this is in the sort of like rules and regulations of the prayer and now we're suddenly contradicting ourselves and suddenly now we're going back and like what is this kind of flip-flop and what what is this um you know sudden change and you know and and how can this be valid um, how can this be a valid message is 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 this prophet making these things up as he goes along um and god really wants to dispel all those notions and say forget about the superficial forget about the fact that it seems to you to be such an extreme change or such an extreme dislocation Ignore that material view and understand and focus on what's really important to focus on, which is the metaphysical aspect here. The metaphysical, metaphysical purpose of prayer. It's not so much, and don't get bogged down in the mechanics, but... Always have your sight on and never lose sight of the fact of what's truly true with a capital T. And when God says then, لِلَّهِ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ To God is the east and the west. Direction is irrelevant. 
when it comes to connecting with God. Um, the mechanics are not as important. And what's really important is to never lose sight of that essence, that essential aspect. Um, and that really resonated with me. I mean, I know for a lot of Muslims, um, the Jummah prayer, the Friday congregational prayer in the mosque, this is probably week three or week four, um, in which people have not um, had an opportunity to congregate, to hear the Friday sermon. Um, right around the corner um, in three weeks or so, um, for Muslims, is starts the holy month of Ramadan. And so much of what we associate with the month of Ramadan is very physical. It's about fasting from uh, food and drink during the daylight hours. It's about getting together and breaking the fast with not just our loved ones, but with friends and our extended families. Um, and then to have these special congregational prayers every night, tarawih, all of these things um, are what we associate with Ramadan. And there's a good chance that those parts of Ramadan might be canceled in three weeks. Mosques might still be closed at that time. And so we have to prepare um, ourselves for the first time in my life to prepare myself for a time in which Ramadan and a lot of what I automatically associate with Ramadan will not exist. <laughs> and then what does that mean for my spiritual practice? Um, and what's the essence? What's really the essence of all the month of Ramadan is and represents. Um, so every aspect of our lives <laughs> are, we are experiencing this dislocation. That's east is now west, north is now south. Um, and what I hope and what I pray and what I, ref what I hope to reflect on in these moments and these days leading up to the month of Ramadan um, is to look at what it is about the essence. What is the essence of my relationship with God? What is my essence? What is the essence of my spiritual practice, whether it be prayer or whether it be, um, whether it be fasting the month of Ramadan? What's the essence of my relationships? Right? I mean, there's the mechanics of my relationships with my family, my wife, my m mother and father um, who are not with me, or my siblings, or my extended family. That's all changed. It's all changed for all of us. Um, and in many ways, um, we're being forced to look at the essentials. And so, may we all find solace in that search for those essentials. I pray that everybody is well and safe 
and may peace be with you.